Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by Guardian Nation. Guardian Nation is the community for devoted gun people focused on guarding themselves, their families, homes, and communities. We hope that you'll check it out and consider joining. Whether it be for the monthly training and drill videos, discounts on products in their store, the monthly Guardian Nation Live broadcast with top industry professionals, or the quarterly box of hand-picked Guardian gear, there's something for everyone in becoming a member of Guardian Nation. Check it out at GuardianNation.com. What is going on? How are you, Amy? Hey, hey, Emily. I am doing great. How are you? I'm good. A little bit exhausted getting things prepared or maybe unprepared, I should say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you had, um, well, it was going to be a really big weekend and some really big plans just got canceled that might actually affect several of our listeners. Um, what, What news did you just get today? Well, just found out literally... Not even an hour ago that, uh, unfortunately, the NRA Carry Guard Expo is going to be canceled for the weekend. Um, That is pretty, that's a bummer. That's a real bummer Um, for a lot of people for the NRA. But, you know, we've got that hurricane. I don't even really know the details of this hurricane. I just know there's some hurricane coming in. Um, I believe Virginia and maybe three or four other states. North Carolina, South Carolina. It's supposed to hit pretty hard. So, all right. If you guys were planning on going to the NRA carry guard and you have not gotten the message yet, you still have time. Do not get on that plane. Do not press go. (laughs) Do not get to Virginia because there will be no NRA carry guard for you to attend. And they're they're not rescheduling it. You will just have to wait till uh, next next year's uh, You know what? That's actually really a bummer because I know that there's a lot of people that were looking forward to the Carry Guard Expo because as we know, concealed carry is definitely on the rise. I know there were a lot of women that were looking forward to hearing what you were going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, see the fashion show on ways that they could conceal carry. And right. so I think there was, there's going to be a lot of bummed people that aren't going to get to um, see all the new things that are out there and all that. But, um, you know, hopefully you guys will get to see that next year. Uh, but that kind of brings me to what wanted to talk today about. Um, I, in the last couple of weeks have been, and I know you get this question all the time, but I have been getting several people sending me very excited emails or very excited (laughs) text messages saying, guess what, Amy? I got my first gun. Those are the best. That's the, and I'm like, yay. (laughs) And then my, my, and my next follow-up is always, okay. (laughs) And, you know, like, what are you planning on doing with this gun? And so I kind of thought this would be a fun topic to talk about today. Um, And we wanted to title this episode, Now I Got a Gun, Now What? 
And here to help us break this down uh, for all the, you in the audience who maybe have gotten your first firearm, um, we have Mr. Jacob Paulson with Woo-hoo. us today. Woo woo! <laughs> hey, Jacob. Well, hey. for those of you that do not know who Jacob Paulson is, you really should because he is the president of concealedcarry.com. And concealedcarry.com actually provides in person and online firearm training for American gun owners. This company is currently teaching in person classes in 25 plus states with a team of more than 55 instructors. Jacob is an NRA certified instructor and range safety officer, a USCCA certified instructor and training counselor, a Utah BCI instructor, affiliate instructor for next level training, graduate of the law of self-defense and a Glock and six hour certified armor. He resides in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado with his wife and children. And I don't know how he has time doing all of that stuff to actually <laughs> right. be here with us today. So thank you, right. Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. I never realized how cool it sounded until you said it out loud that I live in the Rocky <laughs> Mountains of Colorado. I mean, like it sounds like a, I'm like in a cabin. Yes. <laughs> I mean, are you? I just assume that you are. <laughs> I can see the Rocky Mountains out of my window, but I am in a city metro area. I'm in a suburb. Oh, well, you know what? We'll just let it sound pretty cool because it was, I was saying it, I was like, I'm kind of jealous right now that you're going to do that. So, hey, did you have to cancel all your travel plans? Were you planning on going to the Carry Guard Expo? Yeah, we were going to be there with a team of four people. So I had had three flights and one guy driving. And so we had to cancel a hotel and rental cars and uh, dang, dang airlines don't like to give back uh, money, so I guess I got the credit for <laughs> when I'll fly somewhere. I'll probably use it for SHOT Show. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Because we know that these expos and trade shows that you literally could go to one every weekend if you yeah, wanted to sure. get very expensive. Yeah, and so, yeah. Hey, there's, having a little credit on there can't hurt. That's right. There's four There's four big ones we go to and the three consumer ones for people who are listening that I would, if, if these shows ever end up in your area, you should always attend them. Is the NRA annual meetings phenomenal show usually yeah. in, usually in May this year it was in Dallas I can't remember. I think next year Indianapolis if I yeah it's back in I think yeah. it's back in Indianapolis yeah which is a cool right. one I've been to that it's one before yeah. yeah and Indianapolis a great city um, and then the, you have the USCCA Expo which is a little bit on the smaller side this year was in uh, Kentucky next year will be in Pennsylvania hey. oh interesting yeah. okay That'd I've never been to that one. Yeah, it's comparable, I'd say, to the next one, which is this one that just got canceled, the NRA Carry Guard Expo, which last year was in Milwaukee. This year's not anymore, going to be in Virginia. <laughs> and uh, next, the year after that, I can't remember. They did announce a location, but I already forgot where it's I think it's Fort. I think it's in Fort Worth. Fort Worth, yeah, back yeah. in Texas. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. darn, darn, Great the one that gets canceled is the one that's like close to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to fly to get there. Yeah. yeah Emily's been quite the little world traveler lately with I'm everything so that she's yeah, has going on. And darn, the one that's close to you got canceled. But Jacob, I'm so glad that you're here because you have firsthand experience Um, when I get these emails or these text messages of these young girls telling me that they bought their very first firearm or maybe actually the one that I just sent you the other day, her dad had just bought her her first firearm because she's about to turn 21. And of course, my first email is to you and Riley. (laughs) She lives in Denver and I wanted to point her in your direction because you guys are just a wealth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So let's break down for people. um, What's next? They buy a gun or they get a gun for a present what's next? Yeah, this, this is hard. So I, I think the first step we'd say is, well, what are, what are your goals? What are your objectives? Why did you buy the gun, right? If, if you purchased this gun and your objective was, 
I just want to say I have one. Like, congratulations, you're done. You can stick it in a drawer and check that box and move on in life. But, but that was a really expensive, you know, to-do list item. Uh, so I'm inclined to believe you have more going on than that. Uh, I, I think majority of people in the context of, of this show and what we're talking about, we assume that at least to some degree that firearm has been purchased for some form of personal protection or self-defense. Mm-hmm. And there's still myriad of different levels of that, right? Some people are, you know, what I what I like to call myself is preparanoid. Other people just call me paranoid. Oh, I like Wait, that. Wait, what was that? Yeah. Paranoid. One more time. I just paranoid. got the day from Clint Macro. We were doing an interview with Clint and he said, no, Jacob, you're not paranoid. You're preparanoid. Okay, I'm writing that down yes. right now because I've we all we always say the best way to not be paranoid is to be prepared. But I kind of like, yeah, well, I'm you can be merging it. Totally. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm totally comfortable being called paranoid. I have no problem with that. Um, here's another way of thinking of it, though, and it really is a factor of you know this is about the the stakes, not the odds, right? Because the odds are none of us are. I'm not going to need my gun. The odds of that are so extraordinarily remote. I mean, I live in a suburb. I got locks on the doors, loud dogs. I mean, it's just not it's the odds of me, I, I work from home. I don't even leave the house. <laughs> right? Like the odds of me needing my gun are extraordinarily low, but I, I carry the gun because of the stakes, not because of the odds. Right. And sure. So for that reason, maybe I'm paranoid. Uh, but I, I think, I think we have to decide, you know, what, what degree of that continuum does a person want to land on? And, and generally speaking, it doesn't really matter. The answer is start somewhere. Sure. Um, and if you bought the gun, then you've done something. Now here's the challenge. The challenge is, so much energy goes into the decision to buy the gun, right? Not just should I do it at all, but then which gun? Oh my goodness, right. what a disaster is so challenging that you get through that. You finally come out the other end, you bring the thing home, and it's like you wipe the, wipe the sweat from the brow. You're like, <laughs> okay, whew, yeah, good. And, and then you kind of have this feeling, right, of so, so what do I do now? So here, here'd be my two thoughts. I think no matter what your goals are, here'd be two things I think anyone could do right away. It would be really wise. And if you've already done these things, we can, can, we, we'll talk about what, what comes after these. But I think the first one is you absolutely, without any question whatsoever, have to take a class, a class. And that's sure. really broad, mm-hmm. right? A class. And because a class means you're going to learn how to load, unload the gun. It means you're going to learn some basic safety rules. You're going to learn proper, you know, handling skills like stance and grip and uh, some things like that, how to reload, deal with malfunctions, uh, all those things, some core level degree of some uh, legal related things where you can and can't take it when you can and can't point it at and shoot it at people. Well, those are, those are important things you're going to get out of some sort of class. Now we Can I interject often, really fast yeah, with fire, that and just, fire. and tell you with, I had been shooting for four years before I ever took a basic safety course, oh, like took a basic, baby. took the base. Well, okay. But I, I was out of the range shooting all the time. But what I mean to say is like that basic quote unquote handgun course that, that I, I took with the, it was like one of the NRA uh, yeah, courses that I had sure. to take before I became an instructor. And it was very valuable. So really like you're going to learn something just sitting down and really breaking down the mechanics of the firearm Mm -hmm. and learning how it, how it worked and how it operates. It kind of set my mind at ease a lot more. Um, it took a lot of the fear aspect out of it. So it doesn't matter how long you've been shooting, getting, starting kind of at that basic level is I think very beneficial for everybody. Well, you have to get into the kind of this, um, this trend, this feeling of taking classes, because otherwise you're never going to go anywhere. Because what are you going to say? Well, I'm I'm too I'm too good for the basic class. So then what? I'm going to go jump <laughs> to an advanced class. Well, most of these guys won't let you take an advanced class, right? Uh, unless you've done something to start with. So it, it's almost like, well, I have to. I just have to plug myself into the system that's out there. I mean, think about any other industry. I don't I don't go to the gym and tell my 
personal trainer that I need to start benching 600 pounds without him doing a test on me, right? Uh, by the way, I am not benching 600 pounds. But uh, he, would look, he would just take a look at me and be like, I don't know. But uh, you, you have to have some beginning. You have to have some base. Now, if people are looking for that class, and Amy, you mentioned you took probably like an NRA basic pistol class is what it sounds like. And that, mm-hmm. that's a fine class. You can, you can go to the NRA website and you can search for classes based on, you know, you just put in your zip code and you can put in the class you're looking for. NRA basic class is a great class. But I think if you're looking for the most cost-effective thing in most states, right, of the 51 states, if we count D.C., and Emily says we should Yes, count, please, of the 51 don't states, leave me out. <laughs> of the 51 states, about 35 to 40 of those, depending on, you know, current legislation, don't require, or excuse me, about, about 35 to 40 of those do require some sort of class to get a concealed carry permit. Now, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this right now, you're saying, I don't know if I'm ready for a concealed carry permit. That's totally cool. You can go take a concealed carry class and not get the permit. The yes, class is just I'm, required education, right? Yeah. yeah, I know people who have their permit and don't even own a, own a handgun. And don't own a gun, yeah, right. or they don't carry it. Like there's a lot, there's several of my girlfriends that tell me all the time, like I've had my concealed carry license for like five years and I've never, I don't even own a gun yet. I don't know, and if they do, like they don't even carry it with them. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't understand, but they're like, my husband made me go get it, made me take the course, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's not, not a horrible thing. I, well, no. making do anything is probably relatively horrible, but the, the beautiful thing about those classes, they tend to be a, a utility. You know, the, the prices gets dropped because of high competition and high demand. So you can generally get a concealed carry class in your area, depending where you are in this country, pretty darn cheap. Mm-hmm. So it's a really easy first step because you're going to get all the kind of core fundamental education as is required by that state, which varies a lot, right? And if you're in here in Colorado, you probably get a three-hour lecture in a classroom. If you're in uh, New Mexico or Illinois, you're going to spend 16 hours on the classroom and range. Yeah. I had 16 hours for D.C. Yeah, D.C. Wow. Of just classroom? Cla- yeah, and then two-hour two hour range time. It's, 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 it's a varying degree of, uh, of game here. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, California is nothing like that. Most counties in California require two days worth of training. So it's going to vary a lot depending where you are, but it's going to be a very low cost, high convenience option to get some education. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be offered relatively frequently and at a relatively low cost in most places in this country. So I often tell people to start there, even if you have no desire to get a concealed carry permit, even if you don't plan on carrying around a gun, in most places in the state is the most affordable, convenient way to start your firearm education. Great. I think too, and I, I guess it depends also what the what, what's being covered in, in those classes, but especially in, for me, the concealed carry class that I had, had to take before I got my permit for DC, they, they kind of represent and talk a little bit about scenarios. So kind of get you into that mindset to help kind of shape, I think, what your plans are for if you decide that you do ultimately want to carry your gun and kind of put some of those thoughts in your head to start getting you to think, okay, well, this is a bigger responsibility. This is something that I need to take a little bit more seriously. Maybe I do need to take some more training or or take some more classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you had a, you had a very thorough education. Emily. (laughs) Uh, You know, I look at states, I mean, there are some states, you know, Indiana, Georgia, Wyoming, Alaska, you know, these states where you don't even need any training at all. You just walk in the sheriff's office, you get a permit, you walk out. Wow. In, in those places, you're going to have to look a little bit more creatively. You're, you're going to have to look for a course that looks like something that appeals to you, an intro mm-hmm. course, or maybe that NRA basic pistol we were just talking about. Uh, those things are, that's widely offered around this country. But I think the point is you got to start somewhere because when you start somewhere, it's very easy to continue on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the main takeaway here is you just, we got to progress. And the, well, and the first part of the progression is education. 
I think that's, that's where a lot of people um, find themselves like getting hung up is they don't even know where to go. Like, where do you go to find a trainer? Do you just Google, you know, and how do you know that the trainers that you're working with are, are really good and it's somebody that you can trust? And so, you know, there's great places. I know um, you can find trainers on consultcarry.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys teach courses, right? All over the, the United States. Yeah, I think right now we're in 28 states. Okay. Um, it changes, you know, obviously generally that speaking that goes up, but every once in a while we, you know, something happens and some, one of our instructors will move or something, but yeah, generally speaking, it, we're pretty widely available across the U S if you checked our map, it's, it's, we have pretty good coverage. There's a handful of States where we really just have not had good luck uh, yeah. having stable instructors in place, but you could check there. I mentioned the NRA website where you can search for training. Uh, the USCCA instructor network is growing a lot. Now there are now over 2,500 instructors around the country and you can go on their website and search for a class. Um, another consideration would be to just gun ranges. I mean, yeah, yeah, everywhere. And most gun ranges have training. And in a minute, I'll tell you, I'll give you some indicators that you might look for to make sure that you're not getting uh, a dutz of an instructor. But gun range is generally a good place to go to find an instructor. Uh, and if you're looking for a gun range, you can go on our website and click on uh, directory, business directory, or you can download our app, the Consult Carry Gun Tools app. And in there, you can search for all the gun ranges in the country. I think we have 30,000 gun ranges loaded in there. And you just you know, hit find me and poop it'll pop up and you can, you can see all the gun ranges there. Okay. Everybody take your phone out right now and just download the conceal carry app because it, you have so much knowledge at your fingertips with right. this app. It is so beneficial. Um, speaking of, tell them to a little bit more about what they can find on that app because you guys rolled this out, um, this year Mm-hmm. And it's just taken off with the bang. And it's, it's something that, you know, you, it takes all the guesswork out of finding a lot of things. So, yeah, it's, um, it's been quite a project for us to be frank. And, and this app, I could, we could spend a long time talking about all the things in there, but I'll give you a kind of a quick rundown. The one thing that should be everyone's favorite thing in the app is this podcast. So when you download the Concealed Carry app, and, and we, you, if you just search Concealed Carry, you'll find it. The official name is Concealed Carry Gun Tools, I think. But if you search Concealed Carry, you'll find it. It'll probably be the number one free option by that search term. So when you download it, it has all the articles you know, from our site. So you can see all the, the full news feed, everything we've published. It has all the podcast episodes from both uh, this and our other podcast. It has a, a section we call maps. And in the map section, you can pull reciprocity maps. So if you have a concern. Yeah, that's great. I've used that map. Awesome. I've used that map before. Yes. All the time. And, and, and you know, I tell you, some people who really, really just, they send us emails and they're just so thrilled about this map system because it will allow you to also put in multiple permits. I have six consult carry permits because again, preparanoid. And so- <laughs> <laughs> all the permits you have, and it'll give you uh, your your custom special map for all your permits. Um, you also, and this is probably the most used part of our app. I mentioned you know being able to search for businesses. You can search for gun ranges, gunsmiths, gun instructors. Um, you can search for gun stores. You can search for uh, gun-free zones too. So we've loaded in. I don't know, maybe 40, 50,000 businesses that prohibit guns uh, into there. So you can. Oh, go, I didn't know that. I'm going to look. Do you at have that for sprouts sure. on that list? All sprouts <laughs> locations are in there. Yeah, I've yeah. talked. I talked to the manager about that every time I um, go shopping at Sprouts. Yeah, that I My am not okay with there. Like Sprouts is in like that. Like I only know Sprouts in Florida. Is that it's what like you're talking about? It's like a healthy grocery yeah. store. When oh, are they? Are they're not friendly? Well, Whole Foods won't let you no. either. But well, no. they. When you're out kind of where I am, you don't have this plethora of wonderful grocery stores. And so if you want really healthy options like farmer's market stuff, Sprouts is the only one, but they, it's 30-06 and 30-07 at all these places. And I 
I am that person that goes and I'm like, I need to speak to your manager. Um, (laughs) There's no, there's no signage. (laughs) There's no signage on the um, doors of our Whole Foods. Yeah, there are here on the Whole Foods in Colorado. On our Whole Foods here in in Dallas, there are too. Yeah, 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 but I I don't point that out. They took them down, y'all. When my gym got new uh, management, they took down the signs, I think, to clean the windows and they forgot to put them back up. (laughs) And I have not told them. (laughs) I'm just going to see how long long they wait. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those crazy weird things. When my wife shops at Sprouts, she carries a bag with the Sig Sauer logo on it. (laughs) That's her like reusable grocery bag. I love it. That's the best we can do. But yeah, it's it's a tough, but all Sprouts locations are in there. All Whole Foods locations are in there. And yeah. we could have a separate chat someday about, you know, what they legally have to do to restrict you from bringing a gun in there. And that's going to vary by state. But we just, we take all the corporations that have just no gun policies. And we put them all in the app. That's a, great, that's a great yeah. tool, really. Yeah, for sure. You know, well, number one for people to just be aware because I think a lot of people kind of get into this, they hear concealed carry and maybe they just automatically assume that a concealed carry license means you can take your firearm everywhere. Yeah, scary scary belief. It is a scary belief. And it's even scarier that that's not really the case. You know, no, I had that you three, have- I had three pages of where I can't carry my gun during that was given to me during my concealed yes, but carry you, class. You, in your state, it's like don't walk I mean, on the sidewalk. I know, that's but still, on the east saying. side of right. <laughs> of that's just road. how ridiculous it can get. <laughs> no, it can get it ridiculous. Can. But that yeah. is, that is such a good tool, Jacob. Because for people that are wanting to get into this, to truly, I think it it reiterates the imper- the importance of responsibility mm-hmm. and knowing that um, if you are going to take this next step to carry a firearm, you have to be responsible to know the laws. Right. You know, and while the sad reality is that as law-abiding citizens, we are going to obey the laws and we know that criminals probably aren't going to obey those laws, it then, of course, leaves us in a vulnerable state when we leave our firearm in the car, you okay. know, which which kind of stinks. But But then if that bothers you enough, you can get active in legislation and trying to talk to people about changing those laws, you know. Yeah, do it the right way. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and where possible, we we vote with our wallet, right? We take our money to the businesses mm-hmm. that, that respect that right. It's not always an option. I mean, there, I, 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 if I'm going to go watch a Broncos game, I got to go to Mile Mile High Field. You know, I can't. They don't they don't play anywhere else in Denver, <laughs> right? Uh, so, so that's a decision I have to make. But yeah, sometimes we have options. We can say, you know, this store versus that store. This store doesn't allow it. The store does. Their competitors, I'll, I'll vote with my wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the way that goes. So that, that, that's a really good tool. And, and along the line of the legal stuff too. And I don't, I'd have to go check the, the, like, the analytics. I'm sure there's some way I could check this out. But I bet you the most popular part of our app are the legal summaries. And so you hmm. go into the app and, and you can just select it, kind of scroll down the list of all 50. Well, I hope there's 51 states in there. If not, Emily's going to have it. But at Is least, Puerto Rico on that list? I don't think so. Puerto Rico's got some pretty funky gun laws. You, you can pick any state on the list. It'll pull up just a summary. And that summary has things like, you know, can you have guns in restaurants that serve alcohol? Yes, no. Can you have a gun uh, in, at, you know, on the property of a school, K through 12, and separately, you know, college campuses and universities in that state? Yes, no. State parks, national parks in that state? Yes, wow. no. Do you have to notify law enforcement? Yes, no. So it's kind of got this barrage wow. of kind of just quick data points for each, each of the 50 for states. For each state. So it yeah. breaks it down per state. Correct. Uh, you you wow. pick the state and then it loads the summary with all That's those great. topics. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Cause do you guys in Denver, we have a 51% 
rule. Yeah, Texas is special. There's not that many states that actually have rules uh, like that. Florida would be another one. Really? Uh, yeah, but but certainly here in Colorado, there's no, that's not the case. And in Colorado, in the majority of states, there's no specific law that prohibits guns in establishments that serve alcohol or hmm. derive a certain percentage of, of revenue from alcohol like it is in Texas. Yeah. Arizona would be another one. Um, so there are a handful, but it's it's the minority, not the majority. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I think that's so important because yeah, if you get your license in whatever state you're getting it in and, you know, like for me, I probably would just never take it into a place that is 51%, you know, a bar because I would, I would have just assumed that everybody did that, you know? And so it's good to have that information at your fingertips and know, does it break down? um, If you're traveling with a firearm, what firearm is legal in the state that you're traveling to? It does sort of. So there are two things that are in there and it does, it does say if that state has uh, specific restrictions about magazine capacity and it yeah. mentions restrictions related to uh, suppressors. Suppressor is probably not a common thing that you're just traveling with for, for willy-nilly fun, uh, but certainly mag capacity limitations, that, that is mentioned in there. So it would say, hey, this state has a magazine capacity limitation of X. Now that, that, that is a bit of a tricky thing though, because, well, for example, here in Colorado, I'm in Denver. Here in Colorado, we have a magazine capacity limitation at 15. 16 is not okay, 15 is. But you, Amy, coming from Texas, you could bring your 30-round mags, and that'd be perfectly fine while you're here. So our law is very specific to, hmm. it's all about pro- prohibiting the acquisition by residents of those magazines. Gotcha. So, so the, the app may not go to that level of detail. It's just going to say Colorado 15. Uh, and and okay. so you might say, oh, crap, I can't take my 16-round mag there. And you technically could, but for the sake of you know, simplicity, uh, we, just, we just put, you know, that, that's how we list it in the app. So yeah. it's meant to be a quick traveler's kind of resource. Golly, that is so much great information right there at your fingertips. Um, again, take those phones out, go to the app store, download. It's a free app. You're not paying for this information. Right. And they have spent a lot of time gathering all of this information to put it in one place. Um, so that's amazing. Tell your friends about it for sure. And, and I was thinking about something too, you know, um, I'm just really excited because a lot of the women that I hear from are college age women, mm-hmm. uh, either just turning 21 or just, just barely over 21. And they're getting so excited about getting a firearm, their very first I firearm. I love hearing that. I love hearing it. So what better, you know, Jacob, you talk about like what's next for your training plan and really setting up a training plan. Why don't you put it on there, ladies, to go with your friend one time? Like if you're nervous or worried about going to a training and you really don't know what to expect, take a couple of friends with you. Yeah, go make a night of it. Right. Like, I, yeah. I think girls like, night out. Girls night out. I mean, you see on our Instagram all the time. That's when me and my girlfriends like get together. We get to go shoot guns in the desert or go have fun. Like it's a, <laughs> it revolves around that because it's a lot of fun to do that yeah. together. Um, well, so on. hopefully, you know, that will kind of encourage you to get out there and, and who knows, like maybe they might get into it too and they might buy a firearm as well, which would be awesome. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've really come to decide or learn or appreciate that if you don't learn to enjoy the shooting sport, you'll never do it enough, right? Because at some point, like that deep down purpose that drove you to go get a gun and to own it and to have it, mm-hmm. that, that passion will eventually wear out. Mm-hmm. If, if you haven't at that point acquired a, a love or you know, some sort of, I'll call it hobby around the shooting the gun, 
you won't do it anymore because it'll totally. become a chore. It'll become an mm-hmm. Well, for, for me, the community aspect of it and the friendship aspect of it is what keeps me going in this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have met some of my best friends in the entire world, like through the shooting sports, through the shooting community. And it's, I'm telling you, like, it, it's just, just another level. It takes your friendship like to another level when you realize that you're friends with other people who share very similar beliefs as mm-hmm. far as, um, responsibility, gun ownership, like what the second amendment affords us. I mean, like it really is a cool bonding experience. So Definitely, yeah, grab your sure. friends and go get some training. Yeah, it should be. It should be. And, and you know, not that I could endorse them personally as I'm not allowed to enter them, but you know, you could look for, you know, there's all these organizations now for women, the well-armed women, lady in a gun and girl in a gun. And I don't even, I don't even remember what they're all called, but you know, often there are local chapters, especially mm-hmm. in the cities in this country. And they, they would love for anyone to show up who's not me you know, who's, who's <laughs> well, even, uh, you know, the local, your local gun ranges have ladies nights and, and uh-huh. special events that revolve around, um, women only. So those are definitely things that people should, Heck yeah. women should, yeah. would, should go check out and see what they have to offer. And if not ask your range, if they'd be willing to start one. Mm-hmm. Mimosas and machine guns is a huge hit in Fort Worth. First we shoot it. machine guns and then we drink mimosas. That's not the I other way come, around. I need to come down for that. <laughs> I keep talking to the board of my range and they just refuse to do a, a guy's night only. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but um, I, I think it's because they think every night. Neither of you laughed and I got left hanging feeling like a really Maybe you should person. tell them they should do like beer and bolt actions or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really action. sure. Now, here, here's another thought, though, and this is this is really important. You know, a lot of times we think about kind of when we say the word "get training" or "go to." You know, this is this is my one of those like pet peeves of our industry because we love to say, "Well, get training and go get more training," and you need training, but training is like super not clear word. You know, like what does that even mean? I mean, yeah, well, totally. To mean what? Like, well, I, I guess I got to go to the range and shoot every once in a while, and maybe take a class. Yeah. And so I, I think we got to get a little bit careful about that. In our, in our company, we've adopted kind of these, these three words. And this is what I would encourage everybody to consider. You have to be doing learning, you have to be doing training, and you have to be doing practicing. And those are three unique and separate things. And so learning is really what it sounds like. And learning is generally high convenience, low cost. It's listening to this podcast. Anyone who's listening to this right now has a learning mechanism in place, right? Because once a week you get notified on your phone that, hey, there's a new episode and you listen. But you can subscribe to magazines. You can watch YouTube videos. There's an endless barrage of free content out there that's pretty dang good. So that's learning and that's really easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, low cost, high convenience. And then you have the actual training. That's mostly what we've been talking about here. And that's actually taking a class. It's high cost, low convenience. It sucks. It's the opposite of learning, right? But I I do generally feel that people can do learning almost daily. Training, I think no matter who you are, how busy or broke, you can probably commit to taking a class from someone formal who knows more than you at least once a year. I think that's a very like minimum expectation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I try and get 80 hours of training a year, right? I I try and get educated by someone else 80 hours a year, but I'm full-time in the business. That's a reasonable expectation for me. For the average person, if you took a one, two-day class a year, you'd be doing very, very well. Yeah. And that's what that looks like. And then practice is exactly what it sounds like. Practice is just going to the range or at home in a dry environment, taking the things I learned from training and just Mm -hmm. repeating them a lot to try and master the skill. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, and you know, and back to training too, I think that comes back to what do you want your gun for? You know, because training in an at-home situation, if you've got access to like a shoot house or like a scenario-based training, that training may look very different than drawing from concealment when right. you're out and about, you know? So, so you can kind of take your training. It, it's just, it's like a parfait, you know, it's a layer and layer and layer mm-hmm. <laughs> and just get deeper and deeper into, into this training. Um, but, but find a starting point and get out there and learn this stuff. And you just, you never know where your training is going right. to take you. You can build upon it and then mm-hmm. start doing more of those scenario based trainings and taking it to another level if you so choose and have the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, well, the we to start somewhere, like you said. Well, right. we, could, we could talk about concealed carry all day long. I feel like that is a whole other episode. And I'm really glad that we have you here again next week, Jacob, um, because I, I want to really dive in a little bit more to at least the four factors of concealed carry. Mm-hmm. Um, so stick around, come back next week. Cause you're going to hear us really dive in. If you decide to take this um, ownership of a firearm to the next level and start concealed carrying, we're going to give you some really good information on what that looks like, how to do that, um, and just kind of dive into the specifics. So don't forget to get send us some questions. You know, if you've got specific questions on holsters, on clothing, on firearms, on training, let us know because we have um, we we get to have Jacob come back and talk to us again next week. And so just let us know your questions, and we'll try to answer as many of those as we possibly can. In the meantime, Emily, tell everybody where they can go to subscribe for this podcast if they have not done so yet. You can go subscribe on iTunes or I believe it's Apple Podcasts now, um, Google Play, and we're also on Stitcher Radio. So subscribing um, within the apps is going to be the best way for you to find out when we have a new episode go live because that'll automatically subscribe and download to your listening device. You don't have to wait for certain people <clears throat> like myself to tell you on social media it's ready. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're waiting for me to post on Instagram, um, I really Bye. slacked last week on posting uh, yeah. in my Instagram story. So um, the best best advice is to just go ahead subscribe, and subscribe, subscribe to subscribe. it. Yes. And you um, will not miss an episode. Follow us at Not Your Average Gun Girls on Instagram. We are, you know, uh, letting you know there when episodes go live as well and who we have and what the topics are. And also be sure to follow myself at Stommy Tactical and Amy at Alexa Athletica or her personal account at the Amy Robbins. And then for everything concealedcarry.com related, where can they find you, Jacob? Yep. So you can go to concealedcarry.com and you can see all of our social profiles there. We're one of those horrible companies that tries to be active everywhere and fails miserably. (laughs) Uh, But we're pretty darn good on Facebook and Instagram. And so on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash concealedcarryinc, all one word, because concealedcarry.com apparently was taken. And on Instagram, we are concealed. uh, Yeah, on Instagram, we're the same, concealedcarryinc. So Instagram handle concealedcarryinc. And ladies, just a reminder too, Jacob and Riley um, have another podcast that they do that is under the Concealed Carry Network, um, this network that we are on. Tell your husband's boyfriend, significant others about it. Um, Go listen to it yourself. I mean, these guys are so knowledgeable. They've been doing this podcast thing for a while now, (laughs) for so, so long. Um, You really can probably just about find any information that you are looking for. Um, And they they really dive into the specifics of this lifestyle. And I listen to their podcast. They've got great... 
again, that goes back to the learning aspect. Mm-hmm. They, it's something easy you can do. We're all in the car so much these days. Or if you're running on the treadmill, they have a fantastic podcast. So go and listen to that one as well. That, that one is um, the Conceal Carry podcast. And uh, download that, subscribe to that one as well. And um, Jacob, thank you so much yeah, for spending Jacob time so with us today. Thank I'm ready you for to, the invite. Looking forward absolutely. to Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. And um, I can't wait to dive into the four factors of Conceal Carry. Till next time. Bye, guys. Ciao. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.